This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. What's up, everybody? It's Faraz. It's Zach. 314 is almost over. And you might already have a good idea of whether you're going to make the playoffs or not. I'm yeah. hoping I'm hoping that you're happy on this Monday morning. A lot of people, a lot of people a little, a little upset, you know, a lot of underperformers yesterday on Sunday. Oh, yeah. And a lot of people, if you didn't have a, a handful of guys who kind of did their thing, you know, you weren't looking, you were looking at a pretty low scoring week for the most part, right? There weren't a lot of ridiculously, you know, high scoring uh, players. So, you know, a lot of people scratching and clawing, you know, on their way to a week 14 victory. Uh, yeah. Hopefully you guys were able to come away with the victory and make your way into the playoffs. I know a lot of people are fighting for that, that week, you know, that week 15 buy as well. You know, that buy, you know, that, that makes a huge difference because then you, yeah. all you got to worry about is week 16 and week 17 and, you don't have to worry about picking up somebody just to start in week 15. Maybe you have a couple guys that need to get healthier for week 16. Uh, yep. You know, that it means a lot. So and, you know, hopefully you guys were able to do it. And with fantasy football, you know, you're protected from that fluke performance. All it takes is one. All It's just one bad week. You know, your team can be fantastic every week. And then you have one bad performance in the playoffs and you're done. So definitely that buy, like you said, a, a big difference maker, even though it might not seem like it. I had Travis Etienne going yesterday. I had Jonathan Taylor on bye. Christian McCaffrey, though, came through for yeah. me. Uh, right. Big time. I needed that performance. He is um, back. He's back. And you know who's not back? DeAndre Swift. No. DeAndre Swift is not back. We'll talk about him in a second. <laughs> but um, yeah. just want to talk about our, our league real quick. So I was going into last night's game, you know, projected to lose. Um, mm -hmm. So there was a chance that I was going to miss the fantasy playoffs. However, uh, I was going up against Jeff Wilson. He uh, he did not come through, right? Because he got injured. of the fact that he got hurt. Okay, so I got lucky there. <laughs> and then my opponent also had Tua, 
Tagovailoa, who also that, had a pretty yeah. down, down game. It was. It could have been a lot worse. It was bad up until you know garbage time, pretty much. Sure, and then he got a Tyreek ended up getting that touchdown, that receiving mm-hmm. touchdown. He ended up with two touchdowns, dude. That 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 fumble recovery that he picked up and then went all the way around the the defense for that touchdown. That was amazing. <laughs> that was such yeah. a cool. No, play. that was cool. Yeah, it, it does. I'd, it does suck that he doesn't get the yardage for that though for fantasy. Yeah, no, that's really stupid. I don't know, but you think about it, would you really count that then? Like that that's that's tough. Because we saw that with Derrick Henry. It would be it was a similar situation. Derrick Henry and Traylon Burks a couple of weeks ago. Like Derrick Henry ran well, it. Well, Derrick Henry yards. should get the yard. Derrick Henry should get the yardage. And then Traylon mm-hmm. Burks should get the touchdown in that case. In this case, it was uh what was it, Jeff Wilson fumble, I think it was. Yeah, it was. Um and you know, so he didn't lose the fumble, so he he shouldn't lose any points. Um, but he should get the yardage that he gained on that play, which is what, like just a couple of yards. I think it's twelve. I think it's twelve. Oh, was it really? Oh, and then, and then Tyreek Hill should get the yardage from wherever that was. I think it was like a forty-yard, fifty-yard touchdown or something like that. What? Yeah, it was something. I think it was sixty yards. I mean, what I saw when it went into the play-by-play, it said exactly sixty. So exactly, that's a whole touchdown. (laughs) I feel like he should have got those yards. Yards. I don't know. That's that's just me though. They should allow Um, like complete custom scoring options in fantasy. Obviously, it's tough, but you know, like just allow us to have full control. That would be crazy. Yeah, I think we do have control on some of these platforms. We just don't think about it. <laughs> it's a, like That's set true. it that way. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, but you know, I think so. Yeah. So now going into tonight, I'm down by twenty in PPR, and I have Mac Jones and Hollywood Brown left. So I think I'm looking okay. You know, I'm not going to wood here, but I think I'm looking okay. Obviously, I need them yeah. to have decent games. You know, Mac Jones has a good matchup. You know, Hollywood, decent matchup, you know. Uh, I'm really curious to see where Cliff Kingsbury lines up Hollywood this week without Rondell Moore in the fold. Does Greg Dorch get that slot role? Who knows? I don't know. Right. But uh, I'm curious to see what happens. Now, uh, Mac Jones, I- I'm just, feeling okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, you never know with Mac Jones. <laughs> I-, I-, I would be less worried about Mac Jones than Marquise Brown. I'm not worried about Marquise Brown either. But I think Mac Jones, he's pretty much a lock for, like, 10 points. You know, obviously, it's okay. I, I don't want to like you know jinx anything. You hear me? You hear me? Yeah, there we go. I'll knock too. Yeah, <laughs> but what I'm saying is he's been very consistently, you know, and he, his production's been mediocre. But if you need ten points, I, I feel like you have that coming for you. Especially like we said, with a good matchup against the Cardinals, they're not the Vikings, but they're not a good defense. They'll have um, some bad days. I think this could be a bad day. Um, for the Cardinals defense again. I think this could be a high scoring game. Mac Jones should be just fine. He's a game manager. That's why you see his ceiling isn't very high. But um, yeah. he, he's efficient enough that he can get it done for it. And then you're relying on Marquise Brown. He led the team in targets last week over DeAndre Hopkins. I don't think he needs to lead the team in targets to score 10 points. So I'm looking at it like that way. All you need yeah. is both of them to score 10 points. And I think you can get that easily. So I wouldn't be too worried about it. If it gets to like halftime though, and you're not at least halfway there, I what should I do, Zach? What should I do? Uh, <laughs> Don't ask I'm me. Like, uh, I'm turning that game me. off and going to sleep. That's what yeah. I'm going to do. I'm going to wake up and hope hope that, you know, things went my favor. No, how how did your matchup me. go yesterday? Yeah, don't ask me about how to play fantasy football, I guess, at this point. Um, <laughs> it's a sad, sad story. So can I just tell a quick story quick? Please. You know I'm, I'm going to throw Please. it all the way back to week 12. Yeah. When I chose to start Trey McBride 
over Hayden Hurst. And it was only a nine-point difference, but I lost by one point that week. <laughs> that made this week, just week 14, a win in your end game. And I'm missing Justin Fields and Brian Robinson on by. And I was a waiver wire team this week. I mean, I had Justin Herbert. And like you said, we had a bunch of playmakers and a bunch of, you know, generally high-scoring players really just put up duds this week. And I fell victim to that big time. DeAndre Swift looked like he was back. 6.9 points, PPR. Devontae Adams, 10 points. Gabe Davis, okay, he had six points. Amari Cooper, he had six points. Daniel Bellinger was out. I started him from the waiver wire. Devontae Parker yet to play, but I don't think he's putting up 70. Devin Duvernay had zero. (laughs) (laughs) My only pickup, I picked up Truba Hubbard, and he put up 18. So, you know, props there. I picked him up. I started him. Justin Herbert had 19. I lost by 70, and I am going to be out of the playoffs because I don't think I have the tiebreaker for points four. So that's how my week is going. It's been rough. It's fine. It's fine, though. It's okay. It's okay. It is okay, Zach. Yeah. I'm just going to play DFS (laughs) the rest of the year. Just play play underdog. You know, we're going to be doing these drafts every week. Now, by the way, the draft that we did uh, with our community on Friday, uh, you know, on the podcast, we came in second. Second overall? Yeah. What do you mean second? Second this week. Like we came in second place. Like with that draft that, that we did on Friday. Oh, of the six teams? Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were saying second place, like overall. I was like, isn't that a ton of money? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. I was going to oh, say, no. Like, no, out not, of the yet. not yet. Hundreds I have to check that one to see what, what we ended up doing and how, how yeah. we did. I'm going to ch- let's check it live right now and see where we ended up. Um, I did one of my it, own and it wasn't, it was looking good and then it wasn't. I, I rolled the dice on Saquon <laughs> hoping you could get him out of value. How's our team do? I know we had Tony Pollard, so that was okay, right? I think did we have Tony Pollard and Christian McCaffrey? I can't remember. Let's see. For some reason, I, I can't had, find. Oh, here we go. I think we had Pollard and CMC. We also had Geno Smith and DK Metcalf on the stack, and they didn't do a whole lot. So we did. Very human. We did pretty well. We won nine dollars from our five dollar entry. So we ended up. I'm trying to see exactly where we ended up, but we ended up like pretty high. Um, I think it's like it, top thirty percent wins. So like, yeah, exactly. We were in the top thirty. We were, I think, we were in the top twenty. Honestly, um, yeah, we did pretty good. So we had Greg Dulcich, Chris Godwin, he dudded, DK Metcalf, Christian McCaffrey, Tony Pollard, and Geno Smith. So yeah. you know, if we chose a better tight end or a better wide receiver, I think we would have, we would have won some more money. Yeah, but, I saw. Did you look at the winners? The their lineups. It was all Eagles. <laughs> it was Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, Devonte Smith. Like. Yep, it, it was just all Eagles. All right, so, yeah. let's do it, man. Let's let's get into uh, week fourteen. Let's people, review it. Let's um, get into what the people are here for. <laughs> and we we're gonna review. We're gonna, you know, there's, there's gonna be a lot of touch points here where people can be like, "Oof, that one hurt." I get it. Okay, let's yeah. go through it though. Uh, this one could a be big, a huge, a huge <laughs> disappointment. Honestly, like for me, it was T Higgins, and yeah. what happened there. You know, he wasn't listed on the injury report going into the weekend, yet. You know, in the game, it was reported that he's available, but may not play that much due to a hamstring injury. You know, he was on the field for one snap in this game. And apparently, yeah. a, a report came out after the game from Jeff Hobson of Bengals.com that he tweaked his hamstring pregame. Uh, and that's a really unfortunate situation. I wish we could have found out about this pregame. Now, re- you ready for the conspiracy theory? 
What is it? Jeff Hobson works for Bengals.com. Okay. Yeah. It's the official Bengals website. And he's the only one that has reported that he tweaked his hamstring pregame. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's really what happened here. Okay. And I'm, I'm because the, the report during the game said that he was coming into the game expecting to not play that much. But yet he was off the injury report. So there was hmm. some sort of, you know, some sort of something going on there. And yeah. that's not cool, right? Because nah. people are putting so much money up in DFS. People are putting so much money up just just betting on the game in general. But the NFL needs to be more transparent about this. The Bengals need to be more transparent. This is the second time that they did this with T. Higgins, right? And, you know, it's a situation where it's not cool, man. Like, they have to report these type of injuries to be transparent. Like, I, yeah. I want the Bengals – like, I would love for the Bengals to be fine like or Zach Taylor to be fine. Like, it, they have to because otherwise the integrity of the game gets a little tarnished here. And, you know, all these people who are putting up money, you know – they're screwed, you know, because of, yeah. of situations like this. Yeah, I, that did really confuse me. I, I I didn't figure he was going to miss as much time as he did. You know, you said he played, he played one snap. One snap. Yeah, one snap, that's pretty bad. You know, it's one thing if you get injured during the game. I think that was the case with Tyler Boyd. Um, so yes. that, you know, that happens. But coming into he, the game... He, just, he dislocated, Tyler Boyd dislocated his finger uh, early in the game. Yeah, so that that kind of stuff happens. But you're right. Like, if he's going to go out, what's the point of playing him one snap and then pull him off the field? That's just like, you know, a kick in the nuts to the fantasy Listen, community. Listen, yes. if he was on the injury report, if he was questionable going into the game, okay. Like, oh, sure. Yeah. But you, you you took him off the injury report. Right. Yeah, that, that, that makes no sense. With, with it, it's like, I feel funny complaining about it because it's like, this is fantasy football, you know, like who cares if fantasy football, this guy's hurt or not, you know, that's the way it goes. But it's like, it still counts because a lot of people have money riding on this. And I've talked to a lot of people and it's pretty much an agreement. I don't know if you would agree, but fantasy football is now bigger than football itself, you know, and all this yeah, yeah. and the betting. It's so much bigger than the game. Um, obviously, the important part of the game is the players, but that kind of clarification makes a big difference. Like people probably had really bad days yesterday obviously if you're playing yes. like a five dollar underdog um draft Whatever. like we did who cares but it doesn't matter if you're picking pl- player props and you have a lot of money on it like that's yeah that, that's i also think it, it doesn't really like it ma- like it matters and we care about it for fantasy purposes like just our fantasy leagues for me yeah. it doesn't even matter as much for fantasy but like when it comes to like daily like dfs like people putting up big money when it comes yeah. to betting people putting up big money there's a lot of oh, yeah. money involved in these games here. And the NFL knows it. I mean, they're partnered with the DraftKings of the world and all these other – they're partnered with sports books, right? Yeah. So it's not like the NFL is denying any of this. They're partnered with these guys. So, you know, it, it's it's interesting, man. And I'm hoping that, you know, they can kind of get that right because that <laughs> – what happened yesterday with T. Higgins was not, was not cool at all. No. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> a- anyway. Uh, so Tyler Boyd, yeah, he dislocated his finger too. Um it, they're calling it a week-to-week injury. It's possible that he's back next week, but maybe not. It's possible that Joe Burrow uh, has only Jamar Chase for the most part next week to throw yeah. to. But just keep an eye on on that situation. Uh, you know, going into next week with the Bengals um, receivers. Yeah, would you pick up either Trent and Trent instead of Trent Irwin and Trent Taylor? <laughs> would you pick either? I don't of them know. Up? 
not really. I mean, it's not like they got like a bunch of targets or anything like that. Like the target distribution really just ended up going towards Jamar Chase. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't, I don't think so. Like maybe, maybe Joe Mixon, Samaje P Ryan just end up getting more targets. Like if these guys are out, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't think I can depend on either of those guys next week. Um, e- even in a desperate situation, like probably not. Like I probably won't be going going that way. Um, right. Maybe they'll they'll come up with like a touchdown or something like that. Like maybe, but uh, since I didn't really see the targets distributed outside of Jamar Chase, I'd probably stay away. Yeah, that that's fair. Yeah. I, I was just interested because that there's suddenly a really thin wide receiver room. We're coming in the week. Oh yeah, it looked loaded. You know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. For sure. Okay. Picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Um, now, it was reported that Amari Cooper was going to be in a snap count, but he wasn't. He ran a route on 44 of 49 dropbacks, uh, but only ended up with two catches for 42 yards on seven targets. It was DPJ, Donovan Peoples-Jones, who got the targets and the production. Eight catches for 114 yards and 12 targets uh, on 12 targets. Uh, and this was a tough matchup. Um, now, and Deshaun Watson also looking for David Njoku pretty often. He ended up second in targets with nine, caught seven for 59 and a touchdown. So, right. you know, he's solid. Moving forward, like if you have Najoku, you're starting him um, as your tight end one. So it's interesting because now Deshaun Watson, you know, we'll see if Amari, you know, can get something going with Deshaun because it hasn't yeah. happened through two games now. Yes, Amari was banged up, but he did play, you know, on almost every every passing snap uh, in yeah. this game. So like, don't really want to put any excuses up for him because he only caught no. two balls in this game. So. DPJ though, this is a career game for him. You know, I think moving forward, you can you can start him as a wide receiver three. Um, and the joke obviously you're starting him as well moving forward. Yeah, and this was the concern with Amari Cooper. And it's funny because he looked really good with Jacoby Brissett coming in the season. People were expecting him to play with Deshaun. Maybe if he didn't get the suspension, they were excited about that. Jacoby Brissett came in, he looked good with Jacoby Brissett. Now Deshaun Watson's here. The impact of a quarterback change is huge. And it looks like Diamond Peoples Jones is going to be the guy getting more targets, you know, the rest of the way. I'm not sure. I don't think it's Amari Cooper's fault. I think it's just the way that Deshaun Watson is going to play. Um, he looked a little bit better than he did last week yesterday, but um, nothing too inspiring. I, th- I think Amari Cooper, you know, this is kind of what I'm expecting for him um, the rest of the season. Maybe they go through the entire offseason next season, and the next season they come out and he's better. But until Deshaun Watson gets his feet underneath him, you know, I don't think there's any uh, sustainable part of this offense that can be able to overlap be able to rely on besides maybe David Njoku um, and Donovan Peoples-Jones, you know, I think he's going to get enough targets to be relevant. Amari Cooper is now, you know, I think he's clearly out of the wide receiver two conversation for me at this point, mm-hmm. at this point, because Deshaun Watson, not only is he not a really good quarterback right now, but he's not looking for Amari Cooper. Obviously he had seven targets, but only caught two of them. Um, a couple of those could go under Sean Watson's shoulders as well. A better pass, you know, could have had Amari Cooper catch a couple more passes. So I think the rest of the way, if I have Amari Cooper, like, am I starting him in my fantasy championships? I, I don't think so. I, unless he's like, a, he, for me, he's like a desperate flex play. 
at this point. And I, I don't want to I want to say I'm overreacting, but I don't feel like I am in this situation because the receivers here, um, they're not in a good spot with Deshaun Watson. And it also doesn't help that the run game in Cleveland has just dried up. Like, I don't know what that's about with Nick Chubb. He's been super quiet these past few weeks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, going into next week, you know, the matchup against Baltimore, as long as Marlon Humphrey stays uh, on the inside, if he stays in the slot, I think Amari Cooper can be fine. Um, we've seen some perimeter wide receivers do their thing against Baltimore lately. Um, so I'm still starting Mari probably as a wide receiver three, solid wide yeah. receiver three. Maybe I'll have him, you know, right around the right, right in my top 30, maybe right at the bottom of my top 30, something like that. Especially with, I think there's no teams on by in week 15. No. Right. So none the rest now, of the way. I don't now think. you're going to be in a situation where you're going to have a lot of options uh, yeah. to start over Amari Cooper. So uh, I get it, man. It, he's It's been tough so far. This, uh, this but was at least a... the good thing is that he'll be at home next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can hang your head on that. I mean, it's just a fall from grace for Amari Cooper because he looks so good. I was actually calling him a wide receiver one, you know, with, with Jacoby Brissett. And then you probably had him three weeks ago. You know, you're probably thinking, all right, going into the playoffs, you know, things. Um, can only get better. You know, maybe Deshaun Watson comes back and looks good. You know, I have my wide receiver one or even a strong wide receiver wide receiver two locked up for the playoffs. And it's been worst case scenario with Deshaun Watson's turn return from a fantasy perspective. And that's what I'm talking about. Like you're hurting definitely if you had yeah. him. And your now, value is is a way down. One thing to keep in mind though, that these two matchups were tough matchups. Okay. Yeah. Against Houston. Tough matchup. They only allowed one wide receiver one week all season long. Cincinnati, tough matchup as well. So, you know, coverage rolling towards Amari Cooper, Donovan Peoples-Jones having a big game. You know, don't over – I wouldn't. I would say don't overdo it with Amari Cooper, right? Like, I, I'm not – I'm not getting – I don't want to get too cute with it next week. I'm still going to start right. Amari Cooper. Um, but, you know, obviously, if you have options, you got to consider them. Yeah. Um, okay, so J.K. Dobbins came back last week, this on Sunday. He took 15 carries for 120 yards in the touchdown. Good stat line. You know, he did have a big 44-yard run. Um, you can kind of tell that he's not 100% because yeah, he should have took that one to the house. You, yeah, you saw it, right? Like, yep. the way he was running, it's like, whoa, like, why is he running like his, that? So you can tell like, he, he was favoring one of his sides. That's for It looked sure. like he had, like, weights on his legs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he, exactly. he was like, It looked like he was exerting himself, picking his feet up. Right, and you can tell that one, he was like favoring one side. Like it was almost yeah. like he was limping, but he wasn't. Um, but overall, solid day. He split carries with Gus Edwards, fifteen to thirteen. Um, you know, so I think moving forward, he's probably like a touchdown dependent. You know, low end RB two. Now keep in mind that Tyler Huntley left the game with a concussion. He might be out next week. So they have an undrafted yeah. rookie quarterback, Anthony Brown. Uh, you know, who I'm not even sure you can trust in Superflex leagues, you know, next week. No. But, you know, we'll see if the Ravens, you know, choose to address the position somehow, you know, pick somebody up off the street today um, yeah. and, you know, kind of bring him in. And I wouldn't be surprised if they do that. I don't know who it would be, um, but but we'll see. I think um, they have to pick somebody up. I mean, if like this Cam offense Newton? has any hope, that's what I was just going to say. Cam Newton. I don't yeah. know if he'd be a fit. You know, obviously, he's I think, been I out think he would fit. a little bit. I, I think, think he would fit. fit. I think he yeah. could do what they need to do because assuming yeah. Tyler Huntley is just a concussion, you know, that's not a long-term injury. It might be a week or two. Um, he should be back yeah. relatively soon. And I think Tyler Huntley is clearly an upgrade over Cam Newton. But if you're going to pick anybody up, you know, he could fit He could fit the system. Because it's funny because I hadn't heard about Cam Newton for like 
the entire season. And then a, a post popped up on my feed. I mean, he, he, he's just busy doing podcasts right now. Yeah. Like he, he has so, a, he, he has his Freaky Friday podcast, whatever the hell it's called. And like, he's just yeah. doing that pretty much. Um, I, so yeah, they absolutely uh, have to pick somebody up. They have to. Because if they want any hope of clinging to the playoffs, I mean, obviously they're going to be in the playoffs, I think, assuming a collapse doesn't happen. But if they want to maintain seeding, then they, they have to pick somebody up because this is they just good, handed the ball off. It's a good matchup for these running backs next week against Cleveland. But if they don't have a quarterback, if Anthony Brown is going to be their quarterback, then they can just stack the box. Right? Yeah. And, then, and they also don't have weapons like that. So like, who, are yeah. they, who, who do they need to defend besides Mark Andrews, right? So... They can, even though the Browns are, is, you know, they're a tough, they're an easy matchup for running backs. This could turn into a tough matchup for running backs real fast. Yeah. Um, so I'm not hanging my hat that J.K. Dobbins is going to have a big game next week by any means. It's um, a good thing for the Ravens. Their defense has been playing better because they're going to need it this next week. It's true. That's true. Uh, Kenny Pickett, he he also left the game for with a concussion. Uh, he was cleared. He came back in, and then he left the game again. So like, don't know what the deal is there. But Mitch Trubisky yep. was the guy pretty much all game long. Uh, my guess is he'll be their starter next week, assuming that Kenny Pickett does have a concussion. Um, Deontay Johnson ended up benefiting from that. He caught six of 82, six for 82 yards and eight on eight targets. Um, Deontay Johnson had much better games with Trubisky under center. So I'm yeah. more confident in Deontay next week as like a low end PPR wide receiver three. He wasn't even that for me. <laughs> you know, going into the last couple of weeks, right? Uh, you know, with uh, with Pickett, so you know, against Carolina, it's a decent matchup. If Trubisky starts, then uh, you know, I'm I'm okay throwing Deontay in my flex in full PPR leagues. Yeah, um, we talked That's about Deont- for- yeah, Sorry, that's where Deontay Johnson is going to make his money in PPR. I mean, he's that's not it. much of a play outside of that. Ha- he has he caught a touchdown this year? I don't think. I don't he think has. so. No. Let me check. Can you believe that? That's yeah, insane, no touchdowns. Dude. A lot of people were high on Deontay Johnson too coming in the season, and then I, I wasn't. But I know I know a couple people who were. It's like the quarterback situation was just so much in flux. I didn't trust it, and it looks like that's kind of you know. I I like Deontay Johnson uh, at his price because usually guys who perform as well as he yeah, does continues to perform. Um, I, I think Deontay Johnson like next year. You know, if I don't know if Pickett's going to be the quarterback, you know. I don't know what's going to happen there, but like we can I easily it, see. De- I can see Deontay Johnson being this year's version of like Miles Sanders, where Miles Sanders scored zero touchdowns last year, and then Deontay right. Johnson comes in next year and starts scoring uh, based mm-hmm. on volume. I can see it. I can see I, it. he's find, a good receiver. I, I don't want to give up on him. Yeah, I would be genuinely surprised too. Speaking of giving up, if they would give up on Kenny Pickett that fast, you know, I know. I think that's really rough because we saw a lot of people clamoring for Jalen Hurts to be given up on after those few games last season. And then he's come out and looked a lot better. I think you give Kenny Pickett a little time and he can, he could be pretty good. So I would just give him the time. I don't think so. <laughs> you don't think so. You don't think so. I don't see it, man. I don't see right, it. That's I, fine. I, you know, with Jalen hurts. I saw, I saw some potential. I did. Yeah. Um, well, he, you look at the physical tools that he has, you know, he's, yeah. he's mobile and he's, he's a bigger quarterback. Yeah. I think that you could definitely look at. Yeah. Um, and, and we saw what he did in college, you know, with in good competition, you know, and like, you know, he was able to get it done too. Like, so, but you know, Pickett yeah. can't say the same for him, but right, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Um, yeah. Let's see what else do we got here. So Pat Fryer within this game, he, you know, we talked about his rap participation going down last week. It stayed that way for the second game in a row. Luckily, he caught the touchdown, right? So last week, he got lucky because he had that big play. This week, he got lucky. 
I mean, listen, we're at the tight end position at this point. Like, you just need to get lucky, right? But uh, mm-hmm. he did catch the touchdown. Uh, but, you know, this is still something to monitor you know, and a reason to lower expectations moving forward. But at the same time, it's like there's not many tight ends to choose from. <laughs> so at the yeah. end of the day, you know, you're probably going to still start him. You know, if he's your only tight end, you're probably going to still continue to start him next week. Would you say he's clearly, clearly out of that, like, solid starter range at this point? Yeah, or no? I would say so. I would say so. Yeah, yeah. I, think I think I think he he's in the streaming. He's he's a streamer at this point. He's like if we had a bunch of tight ends to choose from, like he would be in that low end tight end one conversation. Like, yeah, you know, do I choose him or do I like he's in the same range as Tyler Conklin to me right now. And yeah, it, it doesn't seem that way, but their route participation is the same. It's just that Conklin hasn't scored, right? Mm-hmm. And he's also not as good of a player as Pat Fryermuth. Pat Fryermuth is a lot more talented. Um, yeah. but and, and that's why Farmouth is able to kind of overcome it a little bit better than someone like do, Conklin, for, for example. Do you think Greg Dulcich is like head and shoulders above Farmouth at this point? No, because like it, it's like it goes back. There's so many factors, right? It go, it's like route participation. What kind of offense are you on? Uh, right. are, how talented are you, right? So there's a lot of factors here. Like look at Gerald Everett. His route participation has been low all year long, but in a lot of games he's been able to overcome it because he was quarterback in the offense that he's on. Right, right. That's um, true. Pat, Pat is his offense isn't as great, but you know when it comes down to it, you know he's able to make plays. Um, you know on limited opportunity. Um, look at uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, what, what uh, the um Titans, Titans, Chigozim Okonkwo. Uh, Okonkwo, dude, like, yeah. You know we'll get to him in a little bit, but like someone like him. He, he's looking really good, right? And on limited yeah. opportunity, he didn't have a full rap participation this past week or, or the week before, but he was able to get it done because he's looking pretty talented. And we'll, we'll yeah. get to him in a little bit because I have something to say about him. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 